Yes, and as we like to say, we'll help you keep it running thanks to the help we get, you get, from ASC Certified Technician Dan Burns from Lloyd's Automotive in St. Paul. If you have any issue with your car, truck, van, and before you bring it into your favorite dealer, your favorite shop, if you want to get uh, some idea what might be wrong with it, call us or text us. Dan Burns is in studio. Good morning, Dan. Good morning. Nice to see you. Have a good week? I did have a good week, yeah. Busy, busy at Lloyd's? Busy at Lloyd's. The uh, pothole season is back oh, upon man, us. man, I'm telling you, they're everywhere. They're everywhere. everywhere. That's, that's every year at this time. It is. It, well, Same some years thing. are worse than others. That's this, true. This, we're into a, this is going to be a bad year, though. You think so? Yeah, given they're, te- the, they're terrible. I can tell by the number of wheels and tires that I'm replacing and or, or repairing. And uh, actually, we can talk about that a little sure. bit, Denny, that if you do hit a pothole... And you blow a tire. It's yeah. it's a bummer, but uh, my wife happened to blow one or hit a pothole not too far from Lloyd's, and she called and said, what should I do? And I said, well, drive over to Lloyd's. And she said, well, should I drive on it? And I said, yeah, you might as well. You, you know, you, it's ruined. You popped the tire already. You, you, you ruined it. So it was only a few blocks. Yes, drive over there. And so I went and picked her up. Luckily, she didn't ruin the wheel. I was just going to say it, that. It, that uh, was... it, the puncture was on the outside of the wheel, which is where all the rein, you know, where that wheel is reinforced. Okay. If you hit the pothole with the inside of the wheel, uh, it's very common for that wheel to bend. And luckily, hers did not. But, but if your wheel does bend and uh, your, you know, the tire pops, then uh, and the wheel bends and it's not too severe, it can be repaired. And uh, we have cars sitting out there every day that are jacked up with the with a wheel or two off where we've dismounted the tire and uh, sent the, the alloy wheel out to be straightened. straightened. And so, and that's good news for if that happens to you because, you know, some of these wheels on these cars are $1,000 a All piece. All the wheels They're, themselves. But the tires, good tires are expensive. Good tires. Linda's was $240. And I, I now appreciate when I tell somebody <laughs> how much a tire costs. That's, firsthand. Yeah, I, I got some firsthand experience. But, uh, but at any rate, know that, uh, you know, before you just buy a wheel, uh, do a little little research because oftentimes they can be repaired, and and that's good. That's a good deal. It is much much cheaper option. Well, for those uh, new to the show, thanks for joining us. Uh, Dan has helped us out here on CCO well over twenty years. Helped our listeners out, and if you do, do need a little more information before you bring in your vehicle for service, why don't you call Dan right now? We've got a line open at six five one nine eight nine nine two two six. It's not just for gearheads; it's for anybody who drives a car, and there are many. Uh, send a text if that's easier. 81807. So your car care question via text at 81807. Speaking of tires, uh, I believe, Dan, uh, Russell is calling from Burnsville uh, with a question. How can we help you, Russell? Well, good morning. Love your show. Thank you. My question is, is there any one best tire for uh, year-round use uh, as far as good traction and that? And I guess, you know, I'm... Really torn because I made the decision that before next winter I'm going to get tires. These have got about 40,000 miles on them. But I don't drive a ton of miles anymore, only five, 6,000 miles a year. But if, if there's something that, you know, I'm willing to sacrifice a little bit of mileage uh, on the tire for, you know, better traction, better control and stuff like that. There's a lot of choices, yeah. right, Dan? There is a lot of choices. In fact, my son-in-law is a mechanical engineer, and we and he sells... Uh, testing equipment to tire companies, and one of the one of the pieces of equipment that he sells is uh, a chamber in which they can put the tire and and measure at what temperature the rubber compound changes mm. based on temperature. 
And so the manufacturers are all about that, uh, what tire you want for what season, and the tire that you're looking for is one that's an all-season all tire. Season, yeah. You're going to give up a little bit of, of traction in the summertime to get a, uh, a compound. I always use the word softer compound for the winter, winter, and it does feel softer when you actually touch it. But really what it is is it's a compound that freezes or changes its composition at a lower temperature. Huh. And uh, so that's that's what you're looking for is an all-season tire. I don't have a brand that in that I would offer in mind. Although if you do research, if you if you googled that exact question that you asked yeah. me, you'd get all sorts of information about tires and it's actually very interesting uh, how much effort the manufacturers put into tires and you can imagine the the cars on the Indy car, the tires on the Indy cars, or, or at the NASCAR tracks, they spend millions researching uh, how to make those last longer yeah. and, and grip as and, they go through them. Big yeah, time. and yeah. do and do what they need to do. And and uh, so the manufacturers all about that. They have chemists and engineers and all those people working on it to to look to meet your need exactly what you're looking for. All right, very good, Russell. Thank you. You got a lot of good choices out there. Six five one nine eight nine nine two two six. Text is 81807. Uh, let's see who's next. Uh, Clarence is calling from uh, St. Paul. How can we help you, Clarence? I've got a towel with aluminum rims. Is it possible the aluminum rims are leaking air? It is, uh, especially if there's a little crack in them, and we actually uh, find that quite often. We have a, a big tank that uh, um, we use for... Uh, you know, searching for mm. leaks, you you put a big the uh, the tire and wheel in a big tank of water. It's pretty simple technology, yeah. but and uh, if there's air coming out, it it has to create a bubble, and that's where you find it. Oftentimes, uh, I would say it's rare for a, a tire to leak through the metal itself. Although I have seen it, mm. uh, you know, where there's where there's a hairline crack through the wheel. Um, but more commonly, you'll find that it's leaking around the the sensor, or the sensor itself is leaking. You know, the the tire pressure sensor that what used to be a valve stem. Oh yeah, yeah. And then it very commonly leaks where the tire meets the wheel. Uh, that corrosion happens there, and uh, that's very very common for it to leak there. And as the temperature gets colder, it leaks worse. So. Uh, that's that's actually where I would start looking at if if I was looking for a leak is around the rim. That's most commonly where it's most leaks. common. Yeah. All right. We need to take a break, Dan. Wes, you're going to be first up here when we come back after our quick break. If you have a car care question, call it in or text it in. Here's the number: six five one nine eight nine nine two two six. Text number is eight one eight zero seven. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. Hey, good morning. Welcome back to CCO's Car Care Show. Denny Long here with Dan Burns from Lloyd's Automotive in St. Paul. Beautiful Grand Avenue, but exactly where, Dan? We are at 982 Grand Avenue, which is right between Lexington and Victoria. Uh, on Grand Avenue. You can find us on the web at lloydsautomotive.net, L-L-O-Y-D-S, lloydsautomotive.net, or give us a call. I think Nick is there today at okay. 651-228-1316. Very good. But Dan is with us helping you out today. If you have a question for your vehicle, uh, call us or text us. 
fact, Wes in Aftona has been waiting there. Thank you, Wes. What is your question? Good morning. I hope you fellows are well. Uh, Dan, question for you. I have a relative that had a dead battery. It had to be changed, a car battery now, and it had to be changed because it was a bad battery. Uh, Got that fixed. Now her key fob will not open the door or the trunk. Everything else works. She can crank the car. All the other electronics are working. Does that key fob, can that cause the the lock and the the door and the chip and the key to quit working or the fob to quit working, communicating? It it should have nothing to do with uh, disconnecting the battery or a dead battery. Uh, But I've seen it before. The first thing that I would try is disconnect the battery again, Okay. leave it for 10 minutes, and then hook it back up. Sometimes something in, the, in that transmitter or receiver or in the body module uh, got confused with the changing of the battery. And oftentimes if you just uh, disconnect it so that, so that uh, the power goes away and then when you hook it up, it kind of reboots and sometimes, oh, okay. sometimes that'll make a difference. If, right. if not, it's no big deal to bring it into your local shop and have them reprogram that fob. Uh, oh. It takes an hour or less to do that. And uh, so if that's what has to happen, that's, that's the worst-case scenario, and that's good news for you. Okay, appreciate it. Would you do me a favor? Mm-hmm. Uh, when you talk, if you talk to Nick today, but please tell him I said roll tide. <laughs> All right. <laughs> inside joke. Right. It must be. It must be. Yeah. All right, Wes. <laughs> Thanks very much. Uh, Wes leaves that line open at 651-989-9226. Text is 81807. Speaking of that, um, I just bought, Texter says, I just bought a 2007 Camry. It feels like it shifts a little harder going into what I believe to be third gear. Is that normal, do you think? Well, you know, you'd have to I, – I don't know. I'd have, have to, to feel it. it. And, and uh, it's a different car to you. And so <laughs> it's not handy for you to find another 07 Camry to compare it to. Yeah. But I think that if you took it to, the, to your shop and asked them to go for a ride with you and give you their opinion, I'm sure they'd be willing to do that for free. And uh, maybe they would tell you that it's just fine, and that would put your uh, your mind at ease. So that's what I would recommend. Given the different transmissions these days, and I'm not sure there's a 2007, uh, but you know, you we see five, six, seven, eight, ten, you know, gears in some automatic transmissions. But right. there's a CVT. Right. Do you do you feel any shifting with a CVT? I've never driven one. Yeah, so you do, you do not you, feel you do, you do not, not feel. feel the shift points, although. Like with my new truck, it has it has an eight-speed transmission. I don't feel uh, – I mean, you have to really, really concentrate oh, to feel the shifting in that also because it's so subtle. And so um, nowadays, if you're feeling shifting, if you're feeling the shift, that's probably a little harsh and, you know, there might be something wrong. But mm. but at any rate, uh, no, you, sh- you should you – it, it Yeah, it should be pretty subtle. All right, let's see. Another texture says, what does, we're talking about uh, bent rims, bent wheels. Any idea of what costs the ballpark range? Have you ever heard of what costs to straighten out a, a bent wheel? I, I'm sure it's at least a couple hundred dollars okay. or, or more. But right. like I say, compared to $1,000 for replacing it, yeah. uh, uh, it's a pretty good deal. Steve is calling from Hudson with a question. Steve, you're on with CCO with Dan. Good morning, Dan. Thanks for taking my call. I have a 2014 Toyota Sienna, and I'm going to pull a small camping trailer with it uh, that would be near the maximum rated uh, trailer for that vehicle. Um, I'm concerned what modifications I may want to do. 
Uh, it does have a transmission cooler as standard. Uh, the brakes are a little small, but my trailer will have its own brakes. I do not want to use an equalizer hitch because I don't want to put any more weight on the front of that vehicle. Um, so I'm wondering what I might want to do. Well, I, th- I think you have it. I, you know, I, I would trust the uh, capacity that the manufacturer allows for t- towing with that vehicle. If they, if they give you a number and you're under that, I would feel pretty good about that. You know, one thing that, that when you're driving the vehicle, use the, use the towing or, you know, read the manual and, and tow it in the gear that they're recommending, which is probably not overdrive. They're probably going to have you shifted out of overdrive, uh, especially if you're uh, in the mountains or, or uh, anything like that. Uh, but at any rate, I don't think the vehicle probably needs any sort of modification. It's, mm. it's built for, and, uh, and I think it'll do just fine. All right. Very good. Good luck with that. Uh, let's see. We, I know we have to break, but I want to get Dennis and Prior Lake's uh, question answered. Dennis, what is your question? Good morning. Yeah, hi, thanks. Uh, daughter has a 2010 Ford Edge, 125,000 miles on it. It's been a great car, but I've been reading that they've had a all-wheel drive, had a problem with the transfer case because there's no way to drain it out, and at about somewhere around 125,000, 140,000, it uh, goes out, and you have to replace it. Is there any test you can do to determine if that's getting close, or should a person just go ahead and replace it because she does a lot of long-distance driving with it, and I don't want to get her caught out someplace? Yeah. I, it's really hard for me to recommend. No, there's no great test uh, for it, and it's hard to uh, it's hard for me to recommend a major repair like that. Kind of based on statistics that you know that that it's a common failure thing. It's not like they all fail uh, or anything like that. So I'm not sure I would uh, I would just do that as a, as a maintenance thing. I think I would wait for. Some symptoms, especially now that it's summer, I for sure wouldn't do yeah. it until until next year. But at least, but but I would I think I would wait for some symptoms and and uh, you know have your have your uh, shop next time it's in for service give you their opinion on it. But I don't I don't think I probably would replace that just based just on yet. based on what the uh, what the what's common with it. Yeah. So because most of them don't fail. All right, Dennis. Thank you. Uh, we have, Dennis leaves the line open at 651-989-9226. Eric will be first up here when we come back, and then we'll grab some text messages, messages as well. Keep in mind, Dan will be here till oh, about another 13 minutes or so, so don't wait if you have a question. Call us or text us. 25 degrees. We'll have a look at that forecast coming up. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. Good Saturday morning to you. 25 is our Twin City temperature reading in the midst of our car care show. Denny and Dan here. Dan from Lloyd's Automotive in St. Paul with your questions by phone and by text. Dan, we promised Eric in East Bethel he'd be next. Eric, thank you. What can we do for you? Yes, sir. Good morning to you. Morning. Uh, got a retro type of question here for you this morning. Okay. Uh, 1973 Chevrolet C70 straight truck I got out on the farm. I used to haul grain with, and it's got the 427 truck block in it. The question is, uh, I get above about 2200 RPM, and the truck backfires constantly. I've replaced the plugs, points, condenser, wires, uh, even the uh, ignition coil. Could it possibly be the shaft in the distributor's cracked or something? You're, get, you're getting into, yeah, you're getting into uh, searching for something 
that's beyond the normal now. And uh, my first thought was that you've got a big air leak somewhere or a timing problem. And so, you know, those are the those are the next things that I would check. It's easy to put a timing light on that and and make sure that the uh, that the timing is right. Uh, if it's not, you know, if the spark's getting there at the wrong time, it's going to cause a big bat fi- backfire. And the other thing, if it's if it's getting way too much air uh, somewhere that you know that's causing a vacuum leak, if it's maybe in the carburetor or something like that, uh, that's the, that's the next thing I would look for is is a a big air leak and. We have ways of doing that where we'll spray around the engine with uh, some carburetor cleaner carefully. You know, you can, you can cause a problem if yeah. you get too much on, but carefully we'll spray with that and and watch for or watch for a change in the RPMs and and uh, that helps us find a vacuum leak. But uh, something like that is going on. And and uh, first of all, as you're describing this truck, I'm thinking you should restore it. That's kind, yeah. of, kind of a classic, I should say. Yeah. So anyway. Well, there's your next advice, Eric. Thanks so much for uh, calling in. Mary is calling from New Brighton in the meantime. Hi, Mary. Hello. Good morning. Morning. I have a question. I have a 2007 Hyundai Sonata, and I, I'm wondering, I've been told I have a power steering hose leak, uh, specific, specifically the pressure hose. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm wondering, does this have to be done by it's a, a dealer or anyone? Does it have to be a Hyundai part? No. Okay. A, a, a hose, a hose is very, is very, very simple. Oh, it is. That's what yeah. I was going to ask. Is, they're, is, they're, 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 is it expensive? Oh, here's the other thing. How long can you go with it like that, or should you do it to repair relatively quickly? Well, it's leaking. It's it's like any leak. As long as you keep the power steering full, full, it might be, you know, very, very slow, and you might not have to do anything with it. So, what I would do is check your power steering fluid, make sure that it's full, and then monitor it. And if the level doesn't go down for months and months and months, I probably wouldn't do anything yeah. with it. Uh, uh, that's that's your best test. Sometimes if it's been leaking for years, the hose can look all wet, but it might not mat- might not add up to anything. So yeah. that's what my suggestion would be is, you know, even mark the the reservoir with a, with a marker so that you can see the level and then keep track of it. And if it doesn't go down, I wouldn't worry about it at all. Yeah. Very good, Mary. Thanks for the call. Let's see. We have textures. I don't want to forget about either. Please ask Dan, the texture says, for his insight into tires with silica sand in the tread. I haven't heard about I that. I have not heard of that either, so I don't have any insight in that. But uh, how, how, it doesn't surprise me that that uh, that they would add all sorts of things to tires, and there's all sorts of uh, – that's how technology changes and how technology becomes popular is somebody comes up with a new idea and they try it, and it works, and – Pretty soon it's the new standard. So I have not heard of that one, but uh, but I wouldn't be surprised. I know you drive into the mountains from time to time. Do they they still out west use uh, chains? They use chains. They're they required on commercial vehicles. And in fact, <clears throat> on snow days in the mountains, they have traction laws. If you don't have an all-wheel drive vehicle or if you don't have snow tires, on your two-wheel drive vehicle, you can get a ticket. Really? Yeah. So you can't le- can't legally go into the mountains with that. They do still have chains. How about studded tires? And they still do have they studded do. tires. Yeah. How about so, that? Yeah. Can't have those here though. Can't, can't have those here. They're too no. hard on the. They are hard on the roads. That's yeah. for sure. For, for real. Yeah. All right. A, a text says this, Dan. I'm buying a 2012 Yukon Denali. The power adjustable driver's seat works. 
except for the front of the seat going up and down. Can just the front up and down be fixed, or would the whole thing have to be replaced, and would that be an expensive Yes. No, there's a cable that operates that. Usually it's a cable. I, I don't know specifically. And there's a motor. And there's a, you know, and then part of the switch operates that. So if the switch is working and and changing power at the motor, then of course it needs a new motor, and that that one motor can be replaced. If it's making noise and not moving, then the, you know the motor is still going, and perhaps the cable has broken, or the seat itself sometimes will get jammed. Uh, I've taken coins out of the tracks. You know, of, I think you fixed uh, <laughs> one of our vehicles. Did I? Yeah. yeah. Well, there you go. I've, I've taken coins out of the tracks, and sometimes that'll cause it to happen where things have gotten have yeah. dropped in there. So, uh, but no, it does. It it rarely. In fact, I can't ever remember replacing a whole seat for anything like that. So the the parts can be changed. All right. Good news. Very good. Here's something I wonder how often it happens. Accidentally added washer fluid to the coolant reservoir. I have not started the vehicle yet. Can I pump out the reservoir and then refill appropriately? Oh, in fact, yes. Uh, if you poured it in the reservoir, that's easy. In fact, the easiest thing to do would be take the reservoir right off the car. Really? And Or take the hose right off the reservoir and let it drain let right it out. Let it drain out. Let it drain right out, rinse it out. And uh, But, uh, yeah, I know if, if you were at my shop, I would take the reservoir out of the car, rinse it out, and... Uh, Put it back in, and you'd be good as new. Especially, too- especially since you haven't started it. And don't feel too bad about that because that happens all the time. I bet it does. We, we see that frequently, where the wrong fluid gets put into the wrong container. And when you look at those containers, you have no idea what they're for. That's so, true. So don't be too hard on yourself. That's very, very common. Dan, we've got to go. You're going to be back next week. I will. In the yeah. meantime, how do we get in touch with you guys at Lloyd's? Well, come on over. We are at 982 Grand Avenue. We're there this morning. Uh, right between Lexington and Victoria on Grand Avenue. You can find us on the web at lloydsautomotive.net, L-L-O-Y-D-S, lloydsautomotive.net, or give us a call, 651-228-1316. Very good, Dan. See you next week. Sounds good.